Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Namaste, everyone. This evening on page 268, we're going to begin the discussion of chapter 11. Now, before I start discussing chapter 11, I want to remind you, in chapter 1, we put too much and too little into balance. And in chapter 2, we destroyed, devoid of clear understanding, fickleness, haughtiness, the great deceiver, want of resolution, that means I, I don't have a sankalpa, and I'm not about to make one now, memories, wandering to and fro, let's dig many shallow wells, and hypocrisy. And in chapter 3, we slayed disbelief, arrogance, anxiety, blindness, violent temper, passion, great deceiver, irresistible temptation again, and foul mouth. <laughs> and now in this third episode, we have met Passion and anger and he who appears to be a friend, sinful eyes, the plunderers of peace, without restraint, the seed of desire, agitated awareness and perplexity. And we, dis we dispatched self-deprecation and self-conceit to the kingdom of death with the arrows shot from the bow of the hand of the Divine Mother. Now, what do you want to do? What would you do with life? If you cut down all your assurance, if you laid your self-conceit and self-deprecation to rest at the feet of the Divine Mother, what do you want to do left? What's left to do? I want to sing. <laughs> and I want to bow down to her. And I want to give her all my sincere thanks and appreciation and beg her mama, please, again and again, whenever I get these crazy thoughts, please come and take the energy away from the thoughts, give it to the gods, let me go back to heaven, I'll sing to you some more. Narayani Namaste. Om, exposer of consciousness, Narayani, the eyes of humanity, the Narayan, the eye and the eyes of humanity. Namaste, we bow down to you. The, the, the perception the, uh, of all, the, the capacity, the perceiving capacity of all living beings. Narayani, exposer of consciousness. She puts the consciousness, Narayan, into a form. And thereby she exposes him. Because so long as he was formless, we never got to see him. We didn't have a relationship with him. We didn't know where to look. I meditate upon the goddess Bhuvaneshwari, the ruler of the earth. The brilliancy of her body is like sunrise in the morning. The moon is a crown upon her head, her swelling breasts overflow, and her three eyes are in union. Remember, her left breast feeds us devotion, her right breast feeds us wisdom, and we're all children of the Divine Mother, becoming nourished by Bhuvaneshwari. 
by Annapurna. She who nourishes full and complete and perfect in nourishment. Upon her face shines her radiant smile, and her hands show the mudra granting boons, the curved sword, the net, the mudra granting fearlessness. Om, the rishi said. When the great lord of thought was slain by the goddess, the gods, with the rule of the pure, led by the light of meditation, illuminating the quarters with their cheerful faces because of the fulfillment of their desire, praised the ever-pure one. Hi, Mom. Oh, goddess, you remove the distress of all who take refuge in you. Be pleased. Be pleased, O mother of the entire perceivable world, be pleased. O supreme of the universe, protect the universe. And uh, we kids, we're a part of the universe. <laughs> you can protect us too by, I mean, that's, it's a package deal. You can't just protect the universe without protecting me. <laughs> because I'm part of the universe. So you got to protect us all. Oh, goddess, you are supreme over all that moves and does not move. So cha-da-cha. You, you're the goddess above us all. Because you exist as the intrinsic nature of the earth, you alone are the sole support of the material world. O oh, goddess of unchallengeable valor, you reside as the intrinsic nature of water. Can you think of the intrinsic nature of water? It always is in balance, it's always level, it's always in equilibrium, it always nourishes, it always lubricates, it always cleanses, and it always assumes the form of its container. You are the intrinsic nature of water. That's some good stuff. Whereby you gratify this all, none of us can live without water, earth, water, fire, air, and ether. You got to have the water in order to have the others. You are the energy of the consciousness that pervades all of infinite valor, the seed of the universe, that which be, is beyond limitation. By you, O oh goddess, all is deluded by attachment. And if you are gracious, you are the cause of liberation in this world. Note, please, we don't get liberation from this world. We get liberation in this world. <laughs> ah, do you know who wants to be free? Someone who feels that they're bound. Someone who doesn't feel bondage in any way doesn't have any use for freedom. Only we who feel ourselves to be bound are searching for liberation from the bonds that bind us. So you are the cause of liberation in this world. Oh, goddess, all that is noble are your various distinctions, and all women in the world reflect your capacity entirely. You are Mahamaya, and they are Chotamaya. 
They all reflect your capacity entirely. By you, O oh Mother, this world is filled. For you who are beyond praise, how can we sing of your glory? What can we be what could possibly be said? O oh goddess, bestower of heaven and liberation, you are all existence. When you have been thus extolled, what else can be sung of your glory? If you are the energy in everything and every place and all the time, then now that I said that, <laughs> what else could I possibly say to extol your greatness? You reside in the hearts of all living beings in the form of intelligence. You bestow upon your devotees heaven and liberation. O oh, goddess, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. In the form of divisions of time, you bring about change to the energy that exists after the dissolution of the universe. That means all the energy went into the battery and there is no kinetic energy anywhere. It's all potential. It's all stored. After the dissolution of the universe, nothing is manifest. There is not a manifestation, there is no form by which we can perceive the energy. Exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. To the auspicious of all auspiciousness, you're pretty good. To the good, to the accomplisher of all objectives, to the source of refuge, to the mother of the three worlds, to the goddess who is rays of light, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. You are the eternal energy of creation, preservation, and destruction in all existing thing, rain, claim that upon which all qualities depend, that which limits all qualities, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. You are the limitation of all qualities. You are trigunatit. You are beyond all qualities. You are the manifestation of the qualities. You limit the qualities. You give them definition. You give them a form. You give them a direction. You give them manifestation. Exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. Those who are devoted to you and take refuge in you, even though lowly and humble, me. You save them from all discomfort and unhappiness. All worry you take away, O oh goddess. Exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. How does she take away all worry? If you think about her, then what could you worry about? You can't have two thoughts at the same time. Now, while you're thinking about her, and you're thinking about her exclusively, then she just took away all your worries. <laughs> She just took away all the other thoughts. So she is the accomplisher of all objectives. She takes away all the worries. 
wearing the form of creative energy. Brahmani, sitting upon the carrier yoke to the swans of vital breath. She's riding on this uh, rot, on the, on the conveyance, on the chariot, pulled by the two swans of hum, sa, so, hum. The swans of pranayam remember me by falling in love with the so hum, we become a humsa, and the humsa has the discrimination. It's the swan which drinks the milk and leaves the water. It's the Padma humsa which rises up higher and higher and higher until it unites with the supreme. It is Srima Padmahams, the great swan. <laughs> Sprinkling water with the sanctity of kush grass, she takes her kush grass and she she puts it into her uh, 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 into her conch shell, into her samanya uh, arga uh, or bishesh arga, and she takes the kush grass and she goes amritam guru swaha, amritam guru swaha, amritam guru swaha. We lazy sadhus use a flower. <laughs> But, you know, one day when we have it all together, we'll put, take some kusha grass and do it. Amritanguru swaha, Amritanguru swaha. Exposer of consciousness, O oh goddess, we bow to you. In the form of the energy of the great seer of all, displaying the trident of unity, the moon of devotion, and the serpents of energy, mounted upon the great bull of discipline, Exposer of consciousness, we bow down to you. Appearing in the form of the ever pure one, accompanied by the cock of regularity and the peacock of beauty, wielding the great energy, sinless, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. Be gracious in the form of the energy of the consciousness that pervades all. You who bear the concha vibrations, the discus of revolving time, the club of articulation, and the bow of determination. Exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. In the form of the most excellent desire of union, you raise the earth's Earth with your tusks of perseverance, wielding the great discus of revolving time for the good, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. Remember Varahi, Varaha went down underneath the ocean, he picked up the earth, he brought it out from underneath the ocean, he raised it on his tusks, and he, he made it suitable for habitation by all of humanity. Exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. In the form of the man-lion of courageous fortitude, you engaged in slaying thoughts, protecting the three worlds. Exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. Possessing a crown, a great thunderbolt of illumination, and a thousand radiant eyes, and taking the life of confusion. Exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. The intrinsic nature of she for whom consciousness is emissary, Shivduti. Uh, she sent Shiva as her ambassador, 
who conquered the mighty armies of thought, a fearful form and intense sound, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. With great teeth in your mouth, displaying a garland of heads of evil thoughts, O oh, slayer of passion and anger, Chamunda, <laughs> exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. To the true wealth, humility, great knowledge, faith, nourishment, self-sustenance, constancy, the great night of ignorance and the great measurement of consciousness, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. The intellect of love, the spirit of all-pervading knowledge, the best, all existence, nature, unknowable one, fully occupied with self-restraint, O oh, Supreme, be pleased, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. So we have Lakshmi, Lajay, she's in the form of Lakshmi, Medei Saraswati in the, in the intellect of love, blessed by Saraswati, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. We have all the different forms of the Divine Mother that came to us all throughout the Chande. Mm -hmm. The intrinsic nature of all, the supreme of all, the energy of all as well. You remove all fear from us, O oh, goddess, reliever of difficulties, O oh, goddess, we bow to you. May this beautiful face, <clears throat> can we see your beautiful face? May this beautiful <laughs> face, displaying three eyes, protect us from all existence, ever pure one, we bow to you. With intensive brilliance, exceedingly sharp, especially in her tongue. The fierce destroyer of all thoughts, may your trident protect us from all fear. Oh, excellent she who is beyond all time, Bhadra Kali. Namaste, we bow to you. Oh, goddess, the loud sound of your bell. Fills the perceivable world, destroying the prowess of all thoughts. Who can think with that noise going on? And protecting us from evil as a mother protects her children. May the brilliant sword of worship in your hands, smeared with the blood and fat of thoughts. There's some pretty fat thoughts out there. <laughs> Act for our welfare. Oh, you who tear apart thought, we bow down to you. When you are pleased, you destroy all infirmities, and when you are displeased, you frustrate all desires. Please be pleased. No calamity befalls those who take refuge in you, and those who take refuge in you invariably become a refuge to others. Invariably, Rogamashesha, you destroy all disease, you destroy all infirmities. Uh, they wanted to make me surpanach, and they cut off my nose, and then they fooled the, we fooled them, they cut off my ear and put it on my nose and scotch taped it on with a band-aid. Rogamashesha, Namahansi, Tushta, Rushta, Tukavan, Sagran, Vishtan. 
Those who take refuge in you invariably become a refuge to others. Who else could do this that you have now performed? Slaughtering the great thoughts, enemies of the way of truth to wisdom. They're dharmshatru. Uh, they are in opposition to dharma. They are the enemies of the way of truth to wisdom. By manifesting the one form of the mother of the universe into many, you were the one mother. And then in chapter 10, you called all the manifestations come inside you. And there you were alone. Who other than you is spoken of in knowledge, in scriptures, in discourses, in all sound as the light of discrimination? Is there any other light of discrimination other than the Divine Mother? I rest my case. <laughs> Where there are demons of confused thoughts, Serpents of dreadful poison, where there are foes and mighty hosts of robbers, where there is a great conflagration in the midst of the sea of objects and their relationships, you stand and save the universe. The robbers, the thieves that we met in the in the Rigvedoktam, Ratri Shuktam, the wolves, Kam, Krod, Lob, Mo, Moda, Matsarja, anger and passion and greed and ignorance and attachment and jealousy. Wherever they are, those thieves, those foes, those mighty hosts of robbers, there you stand to save the universe. You are the sovereign of the universe. You protect the universe, the soul of the universe. You support the universe. Those who bow to you with devotion become the refuge of the universe. Oh, goddess, please be pleased. As you have just now saved us by slaying thoughts, in like manner, always save us from fear of foes, eradicate all evil from all the worlds, as well as all confusion and disturbance. Please. <clears throat> pretty please. <clears throat> pretty, pretty please, with sugar and candy on top. Thank you. O oh, goddess, remover of the sufferings and calamities of the universe, be gracious to us who bow down to you. We are bowing down to you so you could be gracious to us. That's Kripa. What we're doing is what we're going to get. We're bowing down to you. You've got to give the blessing. You who are worthy of praise by the inhabitants of the three worlds, grant the best to all the world. The goddess said, all right, guys, what do you want? <laughs> I'm happy to hear all this, uh, this poetry and all your singing and all your bowing down and all your humbling yourselves before me. Now, what's the bottom line? What's this going to cost me? <laughs> oh, gods, I shall give you a blessing. Whatever blessing be your mind's desire for the benefit of the world, that blessing I certainly will give. 
And the God said, O oh, Spirit of the Supreme Sovereign, terminate all disturbance in the three worlds. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go for it, go for it. Don't hesitate. Don't hold back on my account. If you terminate every disturbance in the body and the mind and the soul, on the earth and the heavens and the atmosphere, terminate all disturbance, all disruption. Remove from us all hostility. Rupam Dehi, Jayam Dehi, Yasho Dehi, Brisho Jehi. And God has said, okay, Papasta. In the 14th part of a day of the infinite ruled by the universal light. Okay, now here we have in the Manvantara. Remember, there were 14 Manvantaras. The 14 Manvantaras make one day of Brahma. In the 14th part of the Manvantara, in the one that's ruled by uh, Boivashvat, by the one who is, radiates the universal light. In the 28th period for manifestation, two great thoughts, self-conceit and self-deprecation, will manifest again. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> They're coming back. They're coming to take me away, away. They're coming to take me away. And then I shall be born from the womb of welfare in the house of the guardian of delight. The womb of welfare is Yeshua. In the house of the guardian of delight is Nandagopal. I'm going to take birth as Mahamaya. Do you remember we went to Mahamaya Mandir uh, in Delhi? Yogmaya? Uh, I'm going to take birth as Yogmaya, as in the, from the womb of Yashoda, in the house of Nanda Gopal. I'm going to become the Divine Mother, will manifest, and Krishna will be born of Devaki and, and uh, 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 Boshudev in the prison in Mathura and then they're going to switch the babies <laughs> and then Kops is really going to have a surprise in store for him. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. This is the whole... She's giving precedence to the whole Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Gita. She's saying, I came first. Okay, and residing in the mountains of knowledge, I shall slay them. She went to Vindyachal. Uh, the knowledge which begets humility, satya, vidya, binoy, bhavati. The true knowledge begets humility, satya, vidya, binoy, bhavati. And again I shall incarnate on earth in a ferocious form and slay the confusions of agitated awareness. So here she's going to come as she in, the house, in the womb of Yashoda in the house of Nanagopal and she's going to give, prepare the way for Krishna to come and kill Kamsa. And then she's going to come again and she'll slay the confusions born of agitated awareness. Did any of you ever have agitated awareness? Well, if it went away, it was she who took it away. And when I devour those
those great thoughts of agitated awareness, my teeth will become as red as a pomegranate flower. Ah, and then the gods in the heavens and the men of the world of mortals will continually sing my praise as Rakhtadantika, she with red teeth. Did you ever see uh, 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 pictures of, of Kali or Tara with a big red mouth and a, you know, like a big red mustache on top of it and a little red goatee? Her whole mouth was covered because she became, she devoured the confusions born of agitated awareness. And you see, just in the same way as she takes all the heads from all the confusions which perplex us and she makes a garland of them. Then she drinks all the agitations of agitated awareness and her mouth becomes red and she becomes Rakhtadantika. And when rain shall cease for a hundred years and the earth will be devoid of water, praised by those who have wisdom like Srini Baba, I shall manifest on earth but not taking birth in a womb. And then I shall look at the wise people with a hundred eyes, whereupon the descendants of the incarnation of wisdom shall sing my praise as Shatakshi, she with a hundred eyes. Uh, so she won't take birth in a womb, but she will take birth from the earth in the form of wheat and rice and nourishment. Where she, they're all, every kernel has eyes and they all see everywhere. She is Shatakshi. And then, O oh gods, I shall nourish and maintain the entire world and preserve living beings with vegetables from my body until the rain comes. She becomes Shakambori. So she gives birth the, for first, for the, she gives forth the grains, Anna, uh, the, the Anach. Uh, she becomes, uh, she manifests from the earth in the form of grains of wheat and rice. And she looks through the eyes of each kernel. <laughs> and then she brings forth vegetables to go with the rice. <laughs> and then we all eat kitchen. <laughs> and she becomes famed on earth as she who nourishes with vegetable shakambori. And also at that time I shall slay the great thought impossible. <laughs> Viprachit. And then my name shall become renowned as Durga. She who removes difficulties. Again I shall, well you know what, when she, re, when she slays impossible, mission impossible, she slays the impossible out of the mission, takes impossible out of the equation, she becomes Durga, the reliever of difficulties. And she who removes all difficulties, again I shall present a fearful form to protect the people of wisdom in the Himalayas and in Napa. And I will eat confusions whereupon all those who are, who are wise like Adityananda will sing my praise, bowing to my manifested image. And then my name will become famous as the goddess of fearful form, Bhima, Bhima Devi. 
And when perplexity will create great oppressions in the three worlds, then I shall take the form of innumerable bees with six legs, and for the benefit of the three worlds, I shall slay that great thought. So when perplexity comes, I'll take the nature of a bee. Now what does a bee do? <laughs> yes, um, but more than that, he goes right for the nectar. The fly flits about from dirty place to dirty place, but the bee knows what he's looking for. He goes right to the nectar. The bee doesn't waste any time at all flitting and flies sit in the garbage and they sit in the poop and they sit in the garbage can and they go all the dirty places and bees go right for the flowers that are yellow and red and exuding the nectar of immortal bliss. And I shall take the form of a bee Once then I have a whole body covered with bees. Really? Yeah. And what happened? Just somebody that time and all bees was covered. And, and they automatically they went. They, they went away automatically. To be or not to be. And I shall slay that uh, great thought for the benefit of the three worlds. And then everywhere people will offer me praise as she who has a bee-like nature, that's Brahmori. And thus, whenever, wherever oppression arises from confused thoughts, I shall manifest to destroy the foes. Oh. Yum, yum. Nectar. That's the honey. Thanks, sweetie. <laughs> She's my honey. <laughs> A little bit sweet. Whenever. Okay, now we, 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 we sing the praise, we sing her stuti, we narayani namostu, we bow down to you, we, we, we pay attention to you, we bow down to you, we see you in so many different forms, and we acknowledge your forms, and we give you our respect, and we appreciate your presence in our lives. Now, whenever we have problem, you come, in one form or another, I don't care. Mirabai used to sing to Krishna, I'm going to come back as a fly, and I'm going to sit on your nose. After this, you're going to die. No, 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 no. She just sat on his nose and made him... <laughs> and it, certainly you will think of me when I come in the form of a fly. I don't want you to come as a fly. Okay, I won't. I'll come as a bee. Yeah. So, it, again and again, she will come, and she will illuminate the divinity within us all, and she'll take away our every adversity. That's her boon to us. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Jaiva. Let's see if there are questions. I imagine there may be a few. I have a question from Sadatmananda in Washington. Namaste, Sadatmananda! Namaste. 
All women reflect her capacity entirely. Absolutely! Could you explain this verse? No! <laughs> Maybe every woman is Divine Mother in a Vedantic sense, but I don't see it in every woman I see. <laughs> you hang out with the wrong crowd. <laughs> they are not women. No, they are women and they have the capacity to attract the minds of their worshippers. And they have the capacity to thrust them into the Maya, the whirlpool of Maya, yeah. and make them attached. And in that attachment, they forget discrimination. And when they forget discrimination, then they may wake up five years later, seven years later, and say, whoa, where did the Devi Mandir go? Why am I not sitting with Mom and Swamiji? <laughs> They could say, they could just wake up, all women in the world have that capacity entirely. And it's not just women, because boys have some capacity too, but women have more. The reason it, it's called as all women is because they are the property, they are the nature. And the intrinsic nature is to define individual existence and the definition of individual existence creates duality. And that duality creates attachment. And that attachment thrusts us into the ignorance of attachment, of duality. And that's why it said all women in the world reflect that capacity entirely. We have a question from Nanda in San Jose. Namaste, Nandama! Namaste. If Kripa is that we will get what we give, how do we explain situations where we are treated unfairly? Well, sometime we must have given something that we didn't want to get. Because <laughs> then we wouldn't feel it was unfair. It's unfair what it happens to me. <laughs> But when it happens to somebody else, well, that's their karma. <laughs> what shall I do? We have a question from Vish. Namaste, Vish Vishreshwar. Namaste. Ma says that she creates every circumstance for her devotees in order for the ego to pop up so she can cut it off. Can you? She said that! Wait a minute here. Where did she say that? You show me the chapter and verse. She didn't say that. Anyway, go on. Can you comment on this? I sure can. She never said that. You're putting words in her mouth. She does create the circumstances and the ego itself struggles to get the energy away from the Divine Mother, away from the gods. The ego is always trying to, con to take away the energy from the gods and usurp that authority for himself. Just like in chapter 2, in chapter 5, where the great ego went up to heaven, he kicked Indra out of the heaven as the king of heaven, and he took over the authority of all the gods. It's all mine! Just as in chapter 5, self-conceit and self-deprecation took over the sacrifice and said, all the offerings come to me. Everyone who does anything does it for me. I'm certainly the most conceited person in the universe. 
And I have every right to be that way. Is Tony a dead ocean president thinking that? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. But let's leave politics out of this. Uh, remember the politics, poly means many and tics means organization and politics is the organization of the many and we are not here to organize the many, we are here to organize the few, <laughs> me, myself and I. If I can gain from this understanding, well then my purpose is fulfilled and I hope all of you are equally selfish. Try to fix ourselves. The world will take care of itself. When they see your example, when you come down from the top of the mountain and radiate your light, then certainly they will wish to change their behavior. You can go and tell them and preach them the gospel and give them the good news and tell them how it, the ways of the world and their, the, the wrongs they are committing, no one will listen. The seeds will fall on the hard stones and shrivel up. Yes, please. We have a question from Laura in Vermont. Namaste, Laura in Vermont. Thank you so much for putting that as your last name. What is the time frame for Raktadantika? Is there any chance we'll get to see this lady soon? Oh, in about 15 minutes. Uh, just after class, she'll be coming to the temple and she will nourish you with vegetables. She will eat all of your confusions, born of agitated awareness, and then we're going to have a big dinner. <laughs> we all get to partake. Laura, there's no time. We the past, present, and future, and nitya karma. Remember, those are the four times. The past is a present recollection. The future is a present memory. A, a present projection. The past is a memory. The future is a projection. The present is the reality. And if I feel this present moment with nitya karma then I'm eternal. Mm -hmm. There is no past, there is no future. There's only nitya karma, eternal karma. It's, I become immortal. Mm -hmm. So long as I can stay in that recollection. Mm. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma. Namaste. Verses 10, 11, and 12 must be especially important. We do these verses every day. Can you tell us about the importance of these verses and why we do them daily? Yes, these verses have become the pranam mantra of the goddess. These three verses are the mangala mangala. Yes, she is all the mangala of all the mangala. I mean, if you ever saw anything that was auspicious, if you ever conceived of what was welfare, it was this form. And for those for those who are devoted to you and pay attention to you and love you and worship you with their every action, you save them from all difficulties, all worry you take away, all thought you take away. Only they have the present exercise. I've got to manifest my love, the sincerity of my love. I'm going to demonstrate for you through the perfection of the action which I am now performing. That's all. 
So that's why these three became very special. Now the other uh, uh, mantras in this Narayani Stuti uh, define the manifestations of the gods. These three are beyond manifestation. So here's a one in praise of Brahmani, and the next one in chapter in number eleven, uh, you, you are uh, 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 in chapter twelve, the chapter in verse thirteen, you are Brahmani, and in verse fourteen you are uh, Maheshwari, in verse fifteen you are Kumari, in verse sixteen you are. Uh, Shankarachakra Vaishnavi, in verse 17 you are Varahi, in verse 18 you are Narsinghi, in verse, it goes on and on and on, they're all manifestations, but these three just describe your eternal capacity. Swisti Stiti Pinashanam. You create, protect, and transform this entire universe. Narayani, Namostate. We have a question from Sharanya in Walnut Creek. Namaste Sharanya! Pranam, what is the best way to do sadhana in a place that is not conducive to spiritual practice and full of conflict? Sometimes when I travel, I experience situations like this. Because of the stress and tension of the place, I find it difficult to do spiritual practice. Can you advise? Sharanya, you'll want to turn tune out all the cacophony of noise that's going around you. And you'll do that by creating an in, internal vibration. And your vibration will be so strong that it, and it'll create such a center for you that you will maintain your center even in the midst of confusion. We saw in this Narayani Stuti that in the midst of the ocean of objects and relationships, she stands blessing the world. If she can do it, and all women in the world reflect her capacity entirely, get with a program. G-O-D, go on duty. You can do it too. Just get so strong. Now, one thing you can do is listen to the nod. Listen to the internal sound. It's not important what comes out of your mouth. It's what's important to what, what you are hearing inside. So if you create that spandana, that vibration, that inner nod, so when you recite these verses, then the nod shakti takes over and you feel it inside and you can understand, you, you tune out the outside, like space inside the center where the outside disappears. So you can recite the entire text in that nod vibration. You can recite all of your mantras, you do your japa in that nod vibration. And the nod is the subtle body of sound, it's the subtle vibration you hear inside. It's not important what people are hearing outside. What are you listening to? Put your 
focus on that energy. We have a question from Ekatmananda. Namaste Ekatma! Hi! <laughs> the text mentions that Brahmari Devi comes to slay perplexity. Does this mean that the practice of Brahmar is related to removing perplexity? Brahmar Pranayam. It, it is a form, it's a practice that which, which removes perplexity for certain. Uh, Brahmar is, of course, uh, we're closing off all the senses, uh, uh, closing off and then creating that Nad Shakti, and all you can hear is the internal. senses and listen to the hum of sound and the vibration of the bees inside, then perplexity certainly meets his demise. Yes, please. We have a question from Moshami in Boulder. Namaste Moshami Ma! Namaste Siddharth! Pranam. When the rain ceases and the earth becomes devoid of water, the goddess says she will appear, but not taking birth in a womb, and will nourish people with wisdom and slay the thought impossible. Is the thought impossible a demon? Can you please explain? Yes, the thought impossible is a demon and it's one of the stronger ones that confronts many of us today. We all say, oh, that's impossible. Oh, I'd like to do it, but that's impossible. I can't. That's impossible. And so uh, we call upon her to slay the demon We have a question from Usha. Namaste, Usha! Namaste. The world's bees are dying everywhere, seriously endangering our food supply. These verses in the Chandi seem so applicable, applicable to, our time, to our times. We need Divine Mother in the form of bees. Could there be a connection? Could you give us our thought, your thoughts on that? Well, I, I don't know. I'm not a beekeeper, so I can't tell you. I, I, I do like honey, and I like my sweetie, but I'm not a keeper of bees. So I really don't know about the population of bees. But I can tell you that the Chandi pot, every word, every syllable is valuable, past, present, and future. It's a scripture. And the gurus handed it down to the disciples for thousands of years, saying, learn this stuff. Study this. Practice this. And I believe they had a reason for doing it. Mm -hmm. I believe that there was some inner meaning, that there's some, something wonderful that we can get from the study of the Chandi. I feel it every time I open the book. So, in keeping with that tradition, I'm trying to pass it on. And you can read into it the history, you can read into it the sociology, you can read into it the politics, you can read into it the art, you can read into it the literature, you can read in the grammar, you can study the, the ucharanda, the akaranda, the itihasa, itya. You look at it any way you want to. 
But I personally am looking for ways that I can make myself a better person because of having this knowledge. I want to control my impulses so I, I don't lash out at people, I invite people in. And I don't reject people, I invite their participation. And working together, how much more we can accomplish than when we are short and fat, curt with each other and we're not respectful to each other. And then it, it puts a limitation on our ability to work together efficiently. So I would love to study Chandi from point of view of how can I make myself a better person and more efficient, a better sadhu because of having this knowledge? How can I come closer to the Divine Mother and serve her in more ways without alienating anyone? Inviting the whole world to come and meet my mother. Yes, please. We have a question from Swarupananda. Namaste, Swarup! Pranam. Who or what are these bees that the mother says she will manifest as? You are one of those bees. <laughs> ah. And you are constantly becoming. You have being and becoming. <laughs> ah. you, you are one of those bees who is pollinating all of creation with your creative capacity, with your artistic nature, going for the nectar, making nourishment, sharing that nourishment, pollinating other flowers so that their shakambori can do her stuff. You are the bee. Yes, please. Swamiji, what is the significance of the sword of worship? Why, why, is the worship, why is the sword associated with worship? It, well, it, it comes actually, it was a reference in the Bhagavad Gita in the fourth chapter where Krishna said, Arjun, take the sword of worship and cut down the thoughts, the doubts born of, uh, uh, of attachment with your sword of worship. So worship is like a sword cutting down the doubts. There is a way, I mean, we, we, she gave us a way. She said, take this sword and take this worship and take this method and use the worship to cut down the doubts. Uh, so uh, that was the reference. And that's why we, we use worship as an astra, as a, as a weapon in our hands with which to combat the excesses of egotism and negativity. We can cut down the negatives by, by worshipping the positives. Mm -hmm. That's what it means. Every weapon in her lovely hands has another meaning, another significance. We've got the bow of determination. Make a sankalpa and take aim and define your goal and put the arrow in and focus and pay attention and, and take the spear and have one-pointed attention and take the net and create a unity of all the assets and all the allies that you have in your army and take your sword of worship and your shield the faith and take all of the staff, the club of, of the, the, the staff of discipline and the club of articulation, use those mantras with which to hit those asuras over the head. That's the battle. And it's all put, all of the scriptures, every one of them, Ramayan, Mahabharata, they're all battles. 
It's all a battle because the, the Asuras, the negativities, want to overrun the gods. They want to kick us out of heaven. They want us to, to wander around earth afraid of everything. And, and they keep us servants of self-conceit and self-deprecation. And our joy, our, our foremost objective is to call upon God in the form of the Divine Mother to take the energy away from negativity and give it to positivity and illuminate us with, the, with the divinity and give us the, the divine vision, the divine energy so we are inspired to go out and do what we have to do because we're in love with God. You gotta do it anyway. There are only two choices. You're gonna do it. You gotta act and interact in this world. You gotta pay the rent and you gotta put gas in your car. You gotta do the stuff you gotta do. Now, you can do it for me. Oh boy, I gotta do this. You can do it as an obligation. You can do it as a fulfillment of your responsibility. You can do it as a burden. You can do it with resentment. Or you can do it for thee. And you can do it as a privilege, and you can do it as an opportunity, and you can do it as a, 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 the ultimate expression of the sincerity of my love. Now I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do it. i got to do it. What attitude do you want to do it with? This is our choice. We can choose to hang out with Asuras and resent every obligation that we're required to perform, or we could hang out with the gods and the goddess and enjoy every privilege which we have the opportunity to, to demonstrate. It's a choice. You can be in love with life or you can resent it. You're going to live anyway. You're going to live. Until she says you don't have to do it anymore, you're going to be here. So take your choice. Everybody make a decision. Do you want to resent life? Do you want to be burdened by life? Do you want to have obligations and burdens and responsibilities? Blah. Or do you want to pick up the privileges and the opportunities and enjoy the opportunity to demonstrate the sincerity of your love? Demonstrate how much devoted you really are by doing what you're going to do. You got to do it. So the, the way you do it, the attitude with which you do it is up to you. That you have karma, no one can deny. We all got it. We did. Now one of us has to come here. Huh? God said, okay, your turn to go. <laughs> go take birth in that womb. Climb into that lady's belly and, and come out the other end. Uh, nobody, not one of us said, okay, I'm ready to go. Take me, take me. No. <laughs> we got it. We were sitting up there in heaven saying, oh, my God, I got to go down there again. And, and, and God came and gave the order, go down there. Okay, now you got karma. Every one of us had karma. So, with what attitude do we wish to perform the karma? That's the choice we get to make. If we want to do it by saying, Oh, exposer of consciousness, I bow to you. 
That's an opportunity which we are being presented today. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste.